This is the Land Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Whitetail Properties Real Estate. We're your hosts, Adam Keith. And Matt Dye. This is your weekly resource for habitat management, wildlife management, and recreational real estate. We hope you guys enjoy the show. All right, y'all, welcome to another Land and Legacy podcast. Um, we have Alan Summerford and Brady Bradley here today, and uh, we're going to talk to you about getting the next generation interested in land management. And Brady is, uh, he's a great hunter and has taken his kids hunting quite a bit, and they've had quite a bit of success. And I've had quite a bit of success with my son, Reed, as well. And we wanted to make sure that all of y'all are not so hyper-focused on killing your target buck that you forget about the next generation. Um, we want to make sure that we are teaching our kids the reason why we do all of the work that we do, that we have an opportunity for every kid to be successful, that we take to the woods, and make them fall in love with it. Because if they don't fall in love with the, the hunt, then they're probably not going to be very likely to fall in love with the land management, whether that be burning, whether that be the the TSI work, food plots, all of that, they have to be in love with hunting to ever understand why we do the work that we do. And yeah, uh, today we just want to yeah. go ahead. I was gonna I was gonna back that up. I mean, it's it's so important, like you said. I mean, I know if you're kind of like me, um, I can I I get to I get on my soapbox when it comes to land management to a lot of my friends and. You know, not not all of them kind of understand where I'm coming from, but <laughs> you know, my wife always gives me a hard time. Oh, here we go. We're going to be talking about this for the next two hours. But it's so important. They always ask me, you know, why do you love it so much? Well, first off, God gave it to us. You know, That's it's right. it's ours. You know, and and He provided that to us. We need to take care of it. But second off, I want my kids to be able to 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 experience the things that I experienced growing up, and not only my kids, but I want your kids to be able to do it too. So, man. I, I've been waiting on this podcast. Like I told you when you called me, I was like, man, I've been, I've been thinking about that same thing after seeing all of Reed's success this year, man. I just loved it. I loved it. So I'm, I'm excited for this one. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so much, it's, it's a learning process as much as going from rifle hunting to bow hunting. Like I tell, I tell, uh, I tell people all the time, it's a process. Like yeah. you don't really, you can't, Bear with us a little bit, guys. It looks like uh looks like Alan may be having a few issues this morning. Oh, you're good. Back in the- We're back. See? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I tell people all the time it's a process. Like you can't really think of all the things that you need to take a kid hunting until you actually start taking a kid hunting and realize where all you come up short, whether it be the shooting house, the rifle, the just just all of the things it takes to set a kid up for success. Like it, the properties needs to be set up really, really well to begin with. But even with a great property set up, it's a whole different process taking a kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's everything from, from, you know, the vehicle you have to take, the change in the ammunition, the, you know, the type of blinds you use, you know, maybe, you know, I, I know when I take my kids, I've got a tripod that they that they use that when I go, I never take, you know, so it's all the all the additional equipment. And on top of that, you know, my kids love taking snacks. 
So we got to take oh, a yes. bag of snacks, but that, <laughs> you know, that keeps them out there. <clears throat> if I give them a, enough snacks to last for three hours, you know, heck yeah, you know, and, and they're, they're going to love it a little bit more, but no, you're exactly right. I mean, just the taking those steps for just, just a few additional steps to include them in every aspect. Yeah, they Reed absolutely loves picking the snacks. He'll he'll pack a backpack, and it, his backpack is full of the snacks. And now he's big enough where he can actually tote some of the stuff we got to carry. Because like you, you oh, yeah. feel like you're carrying a whole entire kitchen sink with yeah. you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, that's, yeah. I that's, bought him that's... a backpack that's big enough to carry his shooting stick and uh, full of snacks. And so exactly, my backpack the necessities. All the stuff that I always carry. That's yeah. right, the necessities. <laughs> Yeah. They, they never, I know my girls, they, they'd have no clue if I forgot the gun, you know, all they're worried yeah. about, all they're worried about <laughs> snacks. They'll, they'll be looking at me. Well, where's the gun? You know, that yeah. that's the last thing on their mind. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have forgotten the gun multiple times actually. Cause like when you started oh, yeah. getting a kid ready, like you got to put on the socks and the under, under layers yeah. and then I'll, you're trying to do everything for them. And then like, you get, you're rushed around and like you finally get them ready and you get them in the, the, the Jeep and you take off to the woods and you get to the woods. You're like, where's the gun? Oh, I forgot the yeah. gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I have done I've it. done that. I've done that more times. Than I want to admit. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, For sure. <clears throat> so what age did you start taking your daughter's hunting? Man, I'm, I'm not going to lie. We had, our first one was born October 1st and we had her in the blind with us that year. You know, it was, it was one of the, you know, my wife and I both love to hunt. Um, yeah. I've been very blessed there that she's just ate up with it as much as I am loves the outdoors. So for, for each of us to hunt, it got to the point, you know, we could either take turns babysitting, but with our yeah. first one, you know, she was, that baby was attached to her and she didn't want to leave her. So right. Beretta was in, we've got pictures of Beretta in the blind with us at, two, three months old, you know, and, oh, wow. and, uh, you know, she's, she's either asleep or, you know, we made her a little pallet in the floor or something. Um, obviously it was hard, but you know, we were in the outdoors and that's what we love to do. And I'd say all of my kids like that, you know, it's, it's been a little bit, you know, we've kind of got a better routine now. Uh, and it's, it's <laughs> learned all, take, of, all the stuff. Yeah. It's harder to take four kids hunting now compared to one, but I'd say all my kids were in the stand before they were, you know, before they were two at the latest, you know, and yeah. just, just experiencing it, you know, and we're outside a lot with them looking at trees, you know, there's, there's always, always some aspect of being in the outdoors. Um, but man, you know, I, one thing that really got my kids involved was shed hunting and we did a lot of shed hunting when we lived in Arkansas and <clears throat> All of my kids were strapped on the side by side going before, you know, when they were still drinking out of a bottle. Yeah. Finding sheds. And it's to the point now my kids get mad if I don't pick, if I don't let them pick up the shed. You know, they, they talk about it every year. We're driving down the road and, you know, one of my kids generally will go, Hey, it's shed season, you know? And, and you're like, it's, it's July. And they're like, it's always shed. It's always time to shed hunt. But, uh, <clears throat> but I mean, for us, we wanted to make it a point to get our kids. We wanted to make it a point to get our kids involved in the outdoors as early as possible, and yeah. to to really emphasize that love for the outdoors. And we've been blessed that they've all kind of grasped onto it and taken hold of it. Yeah, we're pretty much the same way. We might have started just a little bit earlier than you did. My wife killed her first deer with a bow 
two weeks before she delivered my son. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, but no, I didn't get, I didn't get Reed out into the, we didn't actually take Reed hunting until, uh, he was about three years old, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, but we were the kind of same way, you know, but my wife, she's kind of more of a fair weather hunter. She wants yeah. to go when there's a giant buck to kill. It's not yeah, too yeah. cold. Yeah. Um, she wants it all, you know, she wants like a stocked bass pond for deer hunting. Yeah. Well, I don't um, blame she, her. Don't we all? She loves yeah. it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I would always hunt the mornings and, uh, and then usually would take Reed with me in the afternoons or she might, if she's just going to hunt the shooting house, she would take Reed. And honestly, yeah. she's killed some of her best bucks with Reed in the stand. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, all the things. But but where Reed, um, Reed would get frustrated with my wife sometimes because my wife was like, it's big buck or she's not going to shoot. Or nothing. Yes. Yeah. She's not shooting. Like, she could have 15 does out there. And even though we need to kill some does, she's just not going to shoot does. And that's, yeah. that's her brother. That's fine. She wants yeah. to wait for that big giant buck. <laughs> Yeah. And Reed would get so mad. We, I'd go and I'd pick him up. And uh, did you have fun, little buddy? And he's like, no, mom was wasting all my time. We had all these deer out here. And she would not shoot a single yeah. one of them. And yeah. I was like, all right, buddy, you come with me. And, and uh, you know, in Tennessee, we can kill three a day up there. And, buddy, yeah. I'd take him with me. I'd set him up in the shooting house. And, I mean, deer walk out, buddy, I'm blasting. And, Boom. man, yeah. just had the most fun time watching oh, me yeah. shoot the does. Yeah. And, but I think that's very, very important is don't just start your kid out when they're the one on the trigger where they're, you know, they've got all the pressure of shooting the deer. It's the first time they've really seen deer and all that. Like he understood how I put the gun up in the window, how we're quiet, mm -hmm. how we're, how we watch the deer. Like we let them get a broadside, all of the things that they are going to learn when they're shooting one day, he got to watch me do for years before he was ever actually ready yeah. to shoot. And so I think it's a very, very important thing is when you're taking a kid hunting, make it a short, you know, don't hunt them, you know, from 12 o'clock till dark, go out there for two hours and go whack some does. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, man, they love seeing you shoot. They love going out there and tracking the deer and, and recovering the deer. And, and then even the skinning process, man, yeah. he loves to sit there and like, look at every organ and, you know, oh, is this yeah. meat? Is this, you know, what is this kind of me? What, what, what do we cook this with? And, yeah. and so he loves doing all of that. And that's something that you've got to get them involved in. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I mean, they pick up on like my oldest daughter, she's been, <clears throat> she's wanted to kill a deer since the day she found out you could hunt deer. And that was her, you know, and, and every time we'd shoot a deer, she'd be, you know, just crawling all over it and just loving every second of it. And my second daughter, she was a little bit more reluctant. She's more of the, you know, the Barbie doll type, likes to dress up in her dresses during the day. And and we've shot a lot of deer around her, but she's never had much interest in it. And then this summer she came to me and said, Dad, I want to shoot a deer. You know, I've, I'm actually legal now. And, you know, I've always kind of shot guns with them and shot the crossbow with them. And they've been around BB guns. And But no, this year she said, I want to shoot a deer. So I made it my priority to get her on a deer. And man, when she shot that deer, you know, I was expecting her to maybe be a little sad or, or something, but that dude, there was a side that came out of that kid that we had no idea was ever there. I mean, yeah. she was, she was screaming and yelling. She was so excited and so happy. And, uh, 
man, I just think when we walked up to that deer, like she was touching the blood, just rubbing it all over her and, and, uh, picking the deer up and, and playing, you know, she was playing with the eyes of the deer and playing with the tongue and dude, she loved every aspect of it. And when I was gutting that deer, she was like, I want, give me the knife. I want to get in yeah. there. I'm like, what, you know, hold on. It's hard enough to carry a box of juice across the house. Let's, <laughs> let's take it easy with the knife. You know, we don't but, need to be going to the ER tonight. Yeah, yeah, but no, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's it's, is that's that's where she was saying that's my that's my deer wall, my deer wall. Yeah, well, that that was Beretta, yeah, with her okay. buck, but this was Delta. Yeah, she she shot her doe, and she was like, "How are we gonna, you know?" Because Beretta, we when her first bucks, we we made a European mount, and does or Delta's first deer was a doe, and uh, she said, "What are we gonna do with it? I'm gonna put that on the wall, you know." But we ended up, we ended up getting. A, she said, "I want to be able to." She, you know, she wants, she's more of a, like wants to hold it. So we got her, we yeah. got her a, a skin made out of it. And, oh, that's uh, cool. dude, she's, you know, it's, it's crazy. You never really understand how your kids are going to react to it until it actually happens till they, till you see them in that moment. But man, they, they eat it up. Most kids, I, I feel like if they actually get up there and like you said, have some success, even if they're not the one behind the trigger, man, yeah. all they want to see is success. And, that's so important because my oldest is the same way as, as Reed. He gets mad when she gets mad when I go, when I take her hunting and I'm after a buck, you know, and, and the, uh, you know, one of the last days of season, I, I let a really good three-year-old eight walk and she was so mad at me and I was videoing it. She was, she was just gritting her teeth mad. And, uh, we got back and, and my or Cajun asked her, you know, how'd the hunt go? She's like, I'm just, dad just it's not it's never big enough for him you know or <laughs> never old enough <laughs> yes you know they just get so mad but that i mean that just comes with it they just love it so much you know just yeah. just being out in the outdoors it's so important that's, for them you know that's <laughs> something that's been a little bit tough for reed is man he we started him out at five years old and the first year ever killed was a 225 pound eight point just absolute slob of a deer yeah and so like and i was I was trying to let him shoot a four point. Like I told him, I said, I don't care what walks out. We was trying to shoot a doe. He yeah. couldn't get on the doe. She wouldn't stand yep. still. Then the four point walks out. He couldn't get on him. And then I see a big oak tree just like just just going to town and he's raking his horns. And I said, Hold on, buddy, big boy's coming. Yeah. And they're out there, like he would have been just as happy shooting the doe or the four point, but then that big buck walks out, like, of course we're gonna shoot that one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so he started out. <laughs> shooting a deer bigger than what most adults have shot in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so and now we're like, well, we're not shooting a four point when he walks out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, exactly. We've got a standard to meet now. We go, yeah. And, yeah. And I've let him shoot some deer that were just, you know, decent deer just because I felt like, you know, I need to keep him involved in it. I need to keep him, you know, enjoying it and shooting them. But like my wife's like, man, you know, the deer that you're letting walk now three or four years ago, all of us were shooting those deer and I said, Absolutely. correct. Yeah. And now Reed's held to that same standard, but you know, it's, it's good to teach them a little bit of, of that as well. Like we don't just go and shoot every buck, you know, yeah. we, we kill good bucks and then we try to shoot mature deer after that. And so yeah. Reed names all of them and he tells me which ones are his deer that I can't shoot. Oh yeah, and- <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah They're really good about that. But it's fun though, and like he's learned so much, and it's not like he hasn't had opportunities to kill mature deer mm-hmm. every single season. And so, yeah. as long as you're not making it so hard, or like the goal's not achievable, they're still going to enjoy it and have fun. 
Exactly. Yeah. I think that's so important. I mean, I think it's, I think of my wife, for example, like when she got into hunting, I was in that management mindset, you know, when we first got together and I was after mature deer and that's what, and I, I kind of kick myself now for trying to introduce her to that side of it because she passed, she passed more big, more big bucks than most people had ever seen. And it took her so long to, you know, to finally get that mature buck down. Um, but you know, that's something that I didn't want for my kids. And, you know, we were kind of like you and, and I think it's, we get, we get so encompassed, you know, focused on these mature bucks and, and we forget that, you know, it's, it's more about success for them just going out and, and having the opportunities to shoot these deer compared to letting, you know, just making them shoot the most mature deer. But like you said a little while ago, Brad, when she shot her buck, that's my wall deer. That's my wall deer. You know, that's something she came up with on her own. Yeah. You know, we never told her you got to shoot. It's got to be this big or something, something, you know, and she shot a good buck last year, uh, bigger than, bigger than my first deer. She shot a good nine point last year. And, and, uh, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, man, that deer probably would have, you know, he was two, he probably would have been really good as a four or five year old, but, yeah. <laughs> but you know, for her, I'm like, you know, that's your first deer. That's, that's awesome. You know, she tells everybody she shot her 10 point, you know, and, yeah. um, <clears throat> and then we tried, you know, this year doing a little emphasis on management with her. And that was something she came up with because she knows that mom and dad really like to shoot higher quality, you know, uh, you know, high older age class deer. And a lot of the times they come with better antlers on them. And she said this year she wants to shoot a wall deer. And so I told her, you know, when we went out, there was a good little eight point behind us. I said, is that going to be your wall deer? And she said, no, probably not, you know, because it was about the same size as the buck she shot last year. And wouldn't you know, a little while later, the buck she ends up shooting walks out and comes right to us from across the 40-acre field. She shoots him at 20 yards. But that management mindset, I mean, I'm just like you. I mean, I don't think we have to pressure them into it. But if you just expose them to that, they yeah. they kind of grasp onto it themselves, you know. Yeah. You don't have to push it. Yeah, they understand that the the goal mm -hmm. is to kill them as when they get as big as they can get, and and they crave that you know bigger deer just like we mm -hmm. do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I think that goes that goes so right what, uh, back what, to you're good. Go ahead. What caliber um, rifle are you shooting for your kids? So I started out growing up. We always shot a forty four. Uh, 44 mag. It was like a Ruger, like a little Ruger carbine. I mean, yeah. the things about, you know, it's, it's a little bitty, perfect for a youth. Um, yeah. I started, I started my kids out with, a with a little AR 223. And then, you know, we, we had some all right success with that, but I just remember thinking, you know, I, that's what one of the first deer I shot was with that 44 carbine and all my brothers, that was their first deer. And that was kind of something I wanted to pass on to my kids. And, uh, <clears throat> my gut, my dad's a gun nut. And, uh, I called him one day and I said, Hey, you know, I'm looking for a little Ruger 44. Like we always used to use. He said, well, I never told you this, but I've got one for each of you. You know, I've got three brothers and, oh, nice. um, and he said, I've just been, cause you can't buy them anymore. They, I hadn't been able to find them. A little semi-automatic and it's perfect for little kids. And, um, <clears throat> so that's what you know that's what my kids have all shot their first deer with and it's man they've been great guns what about you what's yeah. reed shooting he's shooting a six five grendel and uh yeah. you know i 
I've got a two, two, three. And actually what I used to start my wife out with and, yeah. uh, man, I loved it. I mean, we, she's yeah. a really, really good shot. She's a perfect shot. And then one of her best deer, just a big old West Alabama buck, just, I mean, 230 pound deer. I was videoing the hunt and everything and the deer was quartered to her. And I told her, I said, well, put it right on the shoulder and you're good. And man, she made the perfect shot on this deer. I could not have yeah. pointed to the spot any better. And yeah. uh, deer took off running, ran about 300 yards, and he cut and went into some um, a wood line. I'm like, oh yeah, he smoked. You you yeah. you smoked him. You could see the bullet hit on the video and everything. And uh, so we go down there to get her deer. A few hours later, there's no deer there. Nothing. And yeah. there was one little puddle of blood. And I'm like, oh my. And this is before the track dog era. And uh, it started raining. Well, yeah. I searched and searched and searched for this deer. <clears throat> deer shows back up on camera. He wasn't dead. <laughs> oh, my word. <clears throat> yeah, it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like we've all kind of had, I mean, we've probably all had those instances, but that that's what kind of drove us away from the 223 as well. She just busted his shoulder, and I was like, hey, you're, you're, you can't shoot that gun anymore because like you could not have shot that any more perfect and it didn't, it didn't kill the deer. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. uh, so I started shooting that six, five Grendel and man, um, we counted it up the other day. Reed has 40 kills with that deer, with that gun. Oh, and, wow. uh, most of those are does. I mean, he's yeah. killed seven bucks and, uh, but like very rarely does he ever shoot a deer that makes it 40 or 50 yards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, blood trails are okay. They're not phenomenal. Sometimes they're, they're absolutely amazing. Sometimes there's not, there's not a lot of blood. And mm -hmm. a lot of times those small calibers, that's what you're going to have. Oh, um, exactly. Yeah. And that's one reason why I think it's so important to video the hunts. Um, man, you, you don't really know where a kid's aiming. Um, you don't really know if they hit the deer or not sometimes because you're, you're trying to set them up and you're so focused on them. <laughs> um, but if you can video it, man, it makes a whole lot, a whole lot more, you know, you'll know, Hey, that deer's hit good. Or that deer, the way he's acting is not that great. Or, you know, how soon you can track, um, something that, that, you know, I've put on Reed's gun is a scope that actually records the shot. And what's so cool about that is that I started him with a red dot scope and he was struggling with that with his confidence. He missed a buck, yeah. and it was all my fault because I held. I was holding him up in a shooting house on my fist, trying to prop out a window at a deer that's chasing a doe at 25 yards. And once he missed one time, his confidence just tanked. Yeah. And uh, but I bought this scope, and then I can see in pretty much real time what he sees through the scope. So I know if he's holding correctly, and we practice mm -hmm. all the time. Every time we're in the stand, we're practicing aiming at rocks. I can see mm -hmm. if he jerks or not, like. There's yeah. been a couple of times he's missed deer, and if it hadn't been for that video, I'd been like, "Oh, he smoked this deer. Where is the deer?" Yeah. And get down there, you can't find a deer. Well, I go back and look at the video. I'm like, "Oh, buddy, you jerked. You jerked yeah. the trigger. <laughs> you jerked completely off the deer. You were holding steady, but when you pulled the trigger, you jerked, and it jerked completely off the deer. And now, you know, you missed that deer completely. And uh, so that's been a a really really helpful tool, um, in taking a, a a young kid hunting and being able to see where they were holding when they shot, what they hit, if they hit, and then, you know, the reaction. But uh, it's been no, a really, really good thing for for him to build I've, his confidence up. He knows that, like, 
I know I held in the right spot because you know we talked about it. And so, yeah, that's so important because, like you said, it it's so easy for a kid to kind of get down on themselves, and if they miss, my my daughter experienced that her first year hunting. You know, we had practice, 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 but there was just some things that happened that were just you know kind of out of her control, and and man, she just got so down. But yeah. you know, we were videoing and. And it was, you know, we were able to say, you know, this is, this is what happened. It wasn't your fault. And, uh, or if it, if it was your fault, you know, we were able there, there's been times later on where if it was something that she did, she was able to learn from that. And yeah. I mean, you know, it's just like all of us, you know, we've all had those instances where it's like, man, why did I do that? You know, it, it just, I aimed, you know, I thought the deer was at 25 yards, but he was at 20 ended up shooting right under him or something or right over him or something, you know, and. And we, we put those in the back of our minds. Well, it's the same for kids, you know, being able to video that scope and, and tell Reed, you know, Hey, you know, it looks like you may have done this or next time you do this. It's so important for kids. Yeah. To just, it, 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 that'll boost their confidence, you know, That's right. and you can get, you know, you can take something, something bad and, and turn it for good. And that that's so important for them. Yeah. They remember those mm-hmm. lessons. Um, just like the, the, the deer that seemed to stick out more in my mind is the ones I made mistakes on Oh, absolutely. where I messed up and like, man, you, you really will strive hard not to make that mistake again. Cause it, you know, you remember the pain that you felt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can think back to the ones I've missed and man, it's, uh, their heart breaks. <laughs> <laughs> their heartbreaks. I'm thinking, man, if, if I only, like I just said, if I, if I would have done one thing different, you know, uh, that, that deer may be, you know, hanging on the wall, maybe not, but I would have increased my odds. So yeah, you're exactly right. Well, we kind of covered the scopes and the, the guns and stuff, but where do you, how do you set up with your kids? Um, when you're, when you're deer hunting, how do you, do you mostly shooting houses or. Well, I mean, I've had really good success just kind of sitting on the ground with my kids. I mean, I've got, I've got places to shoot, you know, I've got shooting houses set up and I've got ground blinds and I've got areas prepped, but like this year with my, or last year when my daughter shot her first buck, uh, her and my wife were in a shooting house. Um, and this year, um, my, my daughter that shot her first doe, I just knew of an area. I didn't have this area set up yet. But I knew that there were a ton of does that crossed the road in this area. Um, and there really wasn't an area to put a blind just because it was so close to the road. I didn't want to put a blind there and people drive by and be able to see it. So we got there early that, that morning and kind of tucked back in the woods. And sure enough, my goodness, we probably saw 20 deer that morning doing, you know, what I had seen from previous hunts. They're doing the same thing. She ended up shooting a deer. Um but then my my oldest daughter, when she shot her buck this year, we were actually going to a blind that she probably could have shot a buck out of. Um, but when we we turned the corner in the field, there was a buck locked down with a doe over on the other side of it. And I told her, I said, I think, you know, I think we need to try to sneak around this tree line and see how close we can get. Well, wouldn't you know, as soon as we got out in the field to where she probably could have got him, he walked in the woods with a doe and we never saw him again. But then... <clears throat> You know, we were set up in a in a spot where they wanted to pass through anyway, and the buck she ended up shooting came out a couple hours later on the other side of a forty acre field, and right before dark, he pops out at twenty yards and or two hundred yards, and we watch him. And he comes into twenty yards, and she shoots him. But I mean, you know, for for me, it's been I have the tripod everywhere I go, um, 
So I'm all, I'm kind of set up for either to sit on the ground or to sit in a blind or sit a, sit in a ground blind or a shooting house. That's just something that I've kind of worked with them on. And, and, you know, they, they've been, I think back when I was a kid, like I was telling you before, I mean, I grew up either sitting right next to my dad, or if we, if we were hunting out of a stand, it was a ladder stand and I was sitting between his legs with a blanket over the top of me, you know, I mean, that's just kind of how, that's how we hunted. And my, some of my fondest memories were laying on him while, while we were hunting. But, um, I mean, we've, we've been able to have good success, but ultimately I'd, I'd like to be able to, I'd ultimately, I'll, ultimately I try to give them into those preset, those preset spots, but, but we've been able to, you know, with the equipment that, that I make sure we have, we've been able to kind of be a little more running gun, I guess you could call it. Yeah. Well, uh, I learned uh, firsthand whenever I started taking Reed that a shooting house is just not quite good enough. He was five when I when he first yeah. started hunting. And uh, the shooting house, all the windows were too high for him, so I'm trying to put yep. him up in my lap and all that kind of stuff. So I wound up buying a whole bunch of bar stools. I yeah. just went to a local thrift store. I bought all the bar stools that I could find. They were cheap, and I put, went and put one in every single shooting house. So like when he's yeah. sitting up there, he's got the perfect height. But even just propping on the window, man, it, being able to look in that scope and see how unsteady he was and how un, it was making him to where he was not confident to shoot, I wound up buying the uh, the final rest um, deal where I've got one little small thing that I can stick in my backpack, and then it's got a mount that'll go in every shooting house. Some of them are already in there in the shooting house and other ones that, that just they clip onto a piece of board and you can carry it's lightweight and you don't have my shooting houses are all small i don't i don't have any of the fancy redneck blinds yet um <laughs> would love to have a whole bunch of them but yeah. just, i haven't i haven't uh been able to afford them yet. yeah we're we're kind of the the same way we you know we we've been we've been lucky enough we've got a few good blinds but out of those other ones it's tough so I understand, you know, having having those rests in those shooting houses, they can they can the windows too high. I understand, yeah, yeah. And so he's been able to once we get that set up in there, man, he's rock solid out to two hundred yards. I mean, it mm -hmm. it very very confident. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so you know, I've had that set up. But we also we hunt out of a ground blind. A ground blind is really a good option for a kid because um, yeah. the windows are a lot lower. Um, you don't have to climb up and down and out of out of stuff. But then you know like you said, talk sitting on the ground where I learned about the being more mobile sitting on the ground is for Turkey hunting. Um, Reed oh, yeah. loves to Turkey hunt. He likes yeah. to run and gun and chase them just like I do. I can't stand sitting in a blind Turkey hunting. Cause I feel yeah. <laughs> just like, I don't know. I just feel locked to one spot and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So I've started going out and prepping trees to Turkey hunt. And so like, I will go out there. I know if a turkey's gobbling or roosting in these several different areas, well, I know what tree I'm going to sit on as soon as the turkey gobbles. So I've gone around to all of my spots where I would normally sit. And you got to think about a kid when they're sitting against a tree on the ground, they're basically, they're looking at same level as your belly button. Um, and so getting them shots when they're sitting on the ground is, is pretty difficult. You've got to go in there and clear all the brush down low but at the same time, leave plenty of cover. Mm -hmm. And so I've started going and prepping all of those spots for turkey hunting, and it's made huge 
difference being able to take him and actually run and gun for turkeys yeah i think i think that's so important i mean having everything set up because like we talked about already i mean when you when you throw a kid into the mix everything is your responsibilities doubled you know like you said i mean you got to tell them what socks to put on and (laughs) you got to tell them where to look you got to tell them you know i mean um so having everything already done just alleviates the the stress from the hunt the hunt as it is i mean i know my kids they don't they don't sit still by any means but but having everything kind of set up already it it alleviates you know a lot of sticks being under their feet or a lot of branches you got to move out of the way when you're trying to sneak in quietly or something like that so i mean they don't sneak quietly there is nothing (laughs) and and i remember you know when my daughter shot her her buck this year my oldest one I, I was videoing as we were walking in. We we're walking down a field. And she just takes off running, and for no reason. You know, I'm sitting there trying to be quiet, and and she knows to be quiet, but yeah. for some reason, she's like, "I'm going to take off running down this field edge." Granted, you know, we were still a quarter of a mile away from where I was wanting to go. I wasn't worried about her busting a lot of deer out, but you know, that's just a kid. Like for no yeah. reason, you know, like you or I. We probably never take off running going to our stand. No. But her, no. man, she just takes off running. I'm like, what are you doing? She just turns <laughs> around and starts laughing. You know? Yeah. So I mean, uh, yeah, there's never they, there's never a quiet moment with with a kid. If there is a mud puddle, Reed will jump in it. Uh, every time. Every yeah. time. Yeah. And what his what he really loves to do is he likes to get a stick and then beat the woods with it as he's walking <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm like, son, what are you doing? Yeah. Because, well, yeah. I'm ha- I'm hacking these trees down. They're invasive, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least at least at least he's he's thinking about that. You know, yeah. Yeah. he's thinking about that, and I think that you know that kind of ties back into why we did this podcast. I mean, that the old you know the next land manager, the hunting side of it is is introducing them into it, but I mean, as as you know, even besides the hunting side, I know I know you probably do the same, and. And I know when I'm walking through the woods with my kids shed hunting or something, I'm always pointing out trees, you know, or I'm always making sure that they, they look at the birds or the squirrels when I'm sitting in a blind with them. And this is just something Cage and I have always been very adamant about. <clears throat> our kids don't do technology. Like they don't touch our phones. They don't play with an iPad or anything. And so like when we're out in the woods hunting, I remember when I was growing up, there were, there were times it was boring, you know, I mean, <laughs> When I was out there hunting with my dad, there were times I'd rather be doing anything else. Um, but, but you know, looking back on those times now, I'm so grateful that, you know, that I'm grateful that I didn't have something else that was taking my time away. And, and for my kids, that's something that I always make sure I do with them in the stand is I'm pointing out trees. I'm showing them the, what type of trees are here. I'm showing them the types of birds, you know, making them look at the squirrels. That's something that gets their mind moving. To where now my oldest, we'll we'll go for a walk down the driveway and she'll say, Hey mom, what kind of tree is that? Yep. You know, and and Cajun's like, Oh, here we go again. You know, like <laughs> you're you're doing it to them now, you know, because I'll be driving down the road, I'll say, Look at that tree, you know, and name it off. And she's like, Oh my goodness, you know, and <laughs> or you know, look at all the smooth brum over there in the ditch. And she's like, yep. let's talk about something else right now. Yeah. But yeah, but it's so important to get the kids involved like that. Yeah, and like you know, Reed, he, I, you think that like you just want to go hunting, but like, man, I started taking him when I'm doing TSI, been mm-hmm. on, on multiple burns. Like, there's safe burns where I'm not, I'm, I'm usually burning by myself, and this is 
It's got row crop all the way around. So I'm not fighting any fire. I've just got to light it all. Well, a lot yeah. of times I need to be on foot to light. I can't travel. So like he's my he's my my pickup man. Like he'll yeah he'll fall exactly. inside of me and you know he he picks me up at the end of it and we go light another one. And man, he just absolutely loves that part of it. He loves going and checking trail cameras. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know we I put a mock scrape in front of every trail camera and he watched me make a mock scrape one time. And so now from any time we're getting out of the vehicle, if he needs to pee, he's going to be making a mock scrape. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's his awesome. favorite thing to do now. That's, and so heck he, yeah. just, he just loves it. And he's, he's learned that, Hey, deer come to these mock scrapes. We see big bucks come to these mock scrapes. Absolutely. So learned yeah. so much, just little things like that, that he's going to carry with him. And I'm, I'm starting to teach him now. I'm like, Hey buddy, you know, we're going, I'm going to start letting you figure out where we need to hunt. And you're going to find me three things. I always, anytime I sit in a stand, I want three reasons of why I'm sitting there. And so yeah. I started making him like go through that mindset of, well, what's three reasons why we need to be in this stand? Like what he can pick the stands and he gets to tell me what's the three reasons why we're hunting here. And so like, you've got to get their mindset to thinking, you know, it's not always just going to be set up for me. One day I'm going to have to be the one going out and figuring all this out. And so teaching that, the, the strategy side of it now is very, very important. And then it just gives them something else to think about and to do. Yeah, no, I think you're exactly right. I mean, and by doing that, you're, they're looking at, they're looking at the environment, the habitat around them in a different way than what most people look at it, you know, than, than what your everyday citizen is. and is, is looking at, you know, trees and, and wildlife as, and, and that's so important. I, you know, we kind of, I kind of did that with the kids. Um, something along those lines. That's a good idea though. I've never even thought about, you know, kind of asking them why they would go sit this spot over another one. But, you know, we, this year, I know early season, you know, when we were putting out trail cameras, I was letting my kids kind of pick, you know, where would you put a camera and why, yeah. you know, I'd take them and show them trails and, you know, a Creek bend or, you know, it may be under a white oak tree, you know, maybe a good, good producer in this area or, um, and, uh, or, you know, they may be feeding in this area at one particular time when we're putting out those cameras and, and, uh, man, they really grasp onto stuff like that. And, and I think, you know, it's, it's, it's so easy for us to some, I know for me, I'm, I'm not very patient. Uh, so when <laughs> I'm going and when I'm going out to the woods, to where I'm going to set up cameras or stands. I'm always trying to be real quiet and I'm trying to get in and get out as fast as possible. But I've learned having kids, you know, it's, it's more about them being able to grasp onto why we're doing this and the importance of it. And, and just gaining that knowledge more than me just being able to go in quiet and, and get out. So I've really had to, to step back and kind of change the way that I take on these, you know, change the way I put out my cameras or change the way I hunt because I want to, I want to make sure that they're involved in that aspect every step of the way. And so I've like, just like you, you know, I've kind of taken those steps to, to make sure they understand why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. Now he starts going through and we'll be walking through the woods and he's like, daddy, we got to cut some more trees in here. This is too open. The deer can't bed in this. And I'm like, yeah, perfect. Like yeah. that's, I want you to start seeing yeah. the same things that I see when I walk through an area of the property, like, because now he gets it. He knows the reason why he's killing 
these big old bucks and seeing plenty of opportunities to shoot does, being successful at turkeys and everything else, he now sees why he's had the success and he wants to do more. Yeah. So that's what we've got to teach our kids is they are going to be the ones that are going to take over this area that we have spent so much time, money, and effort in. We want them to want to take care of it the same way we do and pass it on. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I think for, for kids, I mean, if you introduce, introducing them to hunting is just a stepping stone to getting into that land management mindset. And ultimately, you know, when we're gone, we, we want somebody to take over that role. And if it's, if our kids, if if it's our kids that, that, you know, that's awesome. You know, we know they've grown up with a, 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 a habitat management mindset from the time they could talk and until the time we pass on, you know, so taking them hunting, showing them that success and being able to explain to them why, why this is here, what needs to be there, them being able to recognize it at such a young age. And man, that that's awesome, dude. It just, that's why we do what we do. Yeah. Yeah. And we got a, you know, it's before we, before we know it, it's going to be Turkey season down here in the South and they yeah. always yeah. have youth season is a, a week before the regular season. So, you know, this is an absolute awesome time to get your kid out there and go set up some of these presets, like take them with you and set them down and show them yeah. where a turkey might be and, and get them ready so that they can be successful, so that they can be ready when it when it comes. Yeah, get out there and, and take that little extra time, you know, instead of instead of going home and, you know, after school and, you know, watching TV or something, get them out in the yard or get them out to the property if it's close and and walk it, you know, and, and find those areas like you're talking about for turkey season. And for me, man, our, our biggest thing has always been shed hunting. That's how we really got our kids involved. And I tell you what, I mean, our kids, they get mad if I pick up a shed before them. <laughs> I mean, if we, if what we were driving the other day, going to take down some blinds and, and my girls are with me to my two oldest girls and they had a friend with them and uh, they hunt a little bit, but their family hunts a little bit, but they're not as avid about it as we are. And they don't really ever shed hunt. Well, we were driving through this edge and, and it was a big wheat field. And, uh, you know, I thought there's probably a shed laying out here. I've had a few shed bucks and I saw one up above us. I said, "Uh Oh, you know, there's a shed. And my oldest daughter instantly starts yelling, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. And I was like, you know, no, let's let, let's let our friend get it. You know, she's never yeah. been able to get one. She's never picked up a fresh shed. And dude, the smile on her face, just from doing that, she ran up to that thing and picked it up. And the first thing she did was just examine it, you know, like, wow, you know, and, yeah. and just seeing that in her eyes was, man, that was awesome. But just doing those little things with them. And I love getting out this time of the year and looking for sheds with them because man, they just eat it up and, and you can show them, they can see so much, you know, they see all the deer tracks. You can see where the deer been eaten and, and, you know, squirrels and everything. It's just, it's a great time. Get them out. I mean, every chance you can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you got anything else to add to it? No, I mean, I, like I just, I just say it again, just get them out there. Take the time to really, to really pour into your kids. It's so important for, for, you know, what God's given us, this blessing of land, you know, it's, it's so important to get them out there and, and show them why we do what we do and, and help them understand the importance of it and, you know, why we control invasive species and why we pr promote native species and, 
why these species are here and why the deer and the turkey and the quail and and you know everything interacts with the landscape the way the way God intended it to and and the way that we need to you know kind of maintain that habitat to to those standards that's it's just so important to get them out and get them involved well and if you uh if you need help doing any of this you know that's this is this is wide open consulting season and uh i've just recently went on uh one that was basically all closed canopy timber and we're turning it into a turkey magnet so yeah um this is a great time of year to to go out and figure out what you need to have done on your property so that you can be successful so that you can take your kids and show your kids all of the things that we've learned and uh man it's it's just a it's a great time of year it's Deer season's still hitting over here. I'm fixing to go get in the woods yeah. here in just a little bit. I mean, y'all are talking about shed hunting. We're just now rutting in a lot yeah. of places here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, man, uh, sheds are falling here. Deer season's over. I, I wish it was still open, man. I, I'm not uh, – goodness gracious, it, it went by too fast. But, yeah, good luck to you this afternoon. Well, I appreciate it. But, uh, but yeah, that once, once deer season's over, it's habitat season and then turkey mm-hmm. season. So, like, it's yeah. bang, 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 bang. But yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. Get those kids out there. That's right. Well, y'all have a good one. Thank y'all.